0: Well, hello everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in. Uh, Lovely to see uh, some feedback, lovely to see some uh, anticipation of the uh, results of the giveaway, which uh, tonight's the night, today's the day. Uh, If you're listening in, uh, well, keep listening if you've entered. Uh, Plenty of places you could have entered. You could have sent Mike a message through posting on uh, Instagram. You could have made a comment on our growing YouTube uh, channel. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second because we've made uh, Magic Mike a YouTube star sensation um, based on the downloads. Um, So, yeah, big day, big week in golf for us personally. Uh, Big week in golf uh, starts the the, uh, major season, well, the unofficial major season this week. Um, Let's bring the guys in and uh, we'll crack on with this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you soon. Good... Evening, gentlemen. Uh, Rocket, I don't know why we don't, haven't done that more often. You, know, you on the air drums and me on the air guitar. <laughs> that won't make any sense to anyone because uh, we we'll probably edit that out of the video. But, um, yeah. I was on the
1: shakers then. Uh, my little earbuds were on the
0: shakers. You on the maraca. That, that that means um we were doing that. We're watching each other on Zoom, of course, because uh, that's how we do these things. Um, Rockets in Queensland. Mike's up there in the city. I'm down here on the Mornington Peninsula. And, uh, anyway, we'll just have a bit of fun. Uh, it's late. We probably should have done this uh, two days ago and 17 hours ago. But, uh, anyway, it's... Uh, when we do it, and that's when we come alive, Wednesday night. Uh, Gents, um, it's been a a big week, uh, personally, for us. Uh, Mike and I, we caught up, Rocket, sorry, um, you're doing okay up in Queensland. Uh, Thoughts still with all the Queenslanders, northern New South Wales, and now the Sydney siders that are affected by the floods. Uh, Touching base with Old Salty uh, up there, and, you know, there's just just so much going on, but uh, still, our thoughts with you. Us Victorians are fairly, you know, largely unscathed, um, but uh, anyway... Thoughts with everyone up there, uh, Mike. Uh, we caught up on the weekend. Uh, had a round of golf at uh, Royal Melbourne West. We did. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah,
2: <laughs> on a, on a, on a scale of good to very good, it was very good.
0: Okay. Um, where does Royal Melbourne sit in the global course top one hundred rankings?
2: Number six.
0: Six. Number six. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. We had... Didn't, uh, like, didn't like it. Well, no, 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 no. Of course not. It's it's <laughs> a, it's interesting, you know, because I listened to the Good Good Golf podcast and they talked about the Australian Top 100 uh, rankings this week. Great podcast. If you want to know about the Golf Australia magazine Top 100 course rankings, go and listen to uh, Rob Murray, Adrian Logue, and uh, Brendan Jones, who's the editor of Top 100... Not uh, Top 100. This Golf Australia magazine. They talk about the system for rating... The courses that they've uh, got in that magazine. I'm part of the panel for the Golf Australia magazine. Mike's part of the Golf Digest. So, um, well, wow, what a podcast! You've got two of Australia's top golf course raters, self-appointed, of course. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. It's always interesting to see and play a golf course that ranks so highly. Um, Royal Melbourne, obviously number one in the Golf Australia magazine top 100 course rankings, and and rightly so in in many regards. Um, it's the ones that sit behind it that cause the controversy or cause the, uh, controversy is not the right words, but cause the discussion, you know, should uh, this be above that and why is that dropped down and why is that not up there and I can hear Rocket typing away on his title, uh, he's probably bringing up the listing as we speak. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked me about, about my participation on that course, I don't uh, on that program, I don't really talk about it too much, um, it's not that we're not allowed to talk about it, but... You know, we just go out there and play golf courses and we've got our system. Golf Digest have got their system. I think the two systems are different. The amounts of people on, on both uh, panels are different. You know, there's a small select group on uh, the Golf Australia magazine, a bigger group on the Golf Digest magazine. And um, the, the Golf Digest panel, um, when will your scores be done? When will your, your rankings, um, when will the magazine come out with well, has got your ranking in it, Mike, Do you know?
2: Yeah, it's been pushed back with COVID, but I'm 99% sure it's out. It'll be out, must be May, I think, because okay. all the scores had to be in by two weeks ago. Okay. We had to load everything in. Yeah, but like you said, there's about 160, 170 that do the digest, and I think there's about a third of that that do um, Golf Australia. But, your, but that one came out. When did that one come out? Mid? Well, the start of the year. Yeah, it's always uh,
0: every two years in January uh, since I've been yeah. involved. Um, it'd be interesting to see uh, the different rankings uh, oh. and the closeness or the or the separation between them. Uh, interesting in the golf uh, stray magazine, the one that caused a little bit of um, discussion was the introduction of Lonsdale Links, which, you know, I've I played it and I, I rated it. Um, Mike, you've been down there recently and played it. I've been there about eight times, I think, in the last 12 months. Really enjoy it, Um, so it probably Mm. deserves its place. Um, Anyway, Uh, I don't know why we started with that. We talked about Royal Melbourne West. Yes. Um, Yeah, what did you think? What did you think? In all honesty, what what do you think about Royal Melbourne West? Why is it the number one course in Australia, in your opinion, Magic Mike? And we'll go to you, Rocket. Uh, Rocket, how are you? Hold on, hold on, Rocket. Rocket, do you do you think that uh, Royal Melbourne, you know, is the number six in the world, number one in Australia, hands down, without question? Yeah. Okay. I'll ask. You, I'll ask you. You're not part of any panel, so you're totally independent. Um, what do you think?
1: It's one of Mackenzie's um, masterpieces from an architectural perspective, um, and then the work that um was it Morecambe and Russell mm-hmm. done on the course, which then translated into all the other courses around the country. But if you just go by pure, what he did with the land and the strategy that goes with that course, like it's just it's bloody pure. It's really, it's really pure. Um, and, and I've had the, pleasure of being able to play West a number of times. Uh, I got to play East a couple of years ago. Um, and I actually think that's even underrated. Um, and I just think it's just one that you could play. It'd be so easy to just play it every day. Like it's played every day and it's something, something new. Like there's going to be something new because the wind will come from a different direction. You'll hit it in a different spot. And it's, the course is going to, it will test every club in the bag. It's, it's as simple as that. I, I've played it so many times and um, it, it's it's a challenge. You really do need to kind of think your way through the course. Like, you know, I, I still think about, you know, our course, like PK difference between say the north or even the south before and after they both become real strategy courses you actually really have to if you think your way through it like you can actually eke out a good score without killing yourself on the course and and that's the mark of a good course it rewards good shots and rewards good strategy um it's as simple as that really it's just it's what it comes down to it's not about and it's not about the conditioning either like you know royal melbourne it's you know the the you know even the the, the greens are great but i actually think pk greens are better but the thing is it's, again it's not the conditioning you know there's there's a factor on conditioning with some courses but it's it's design and i think strategy is the thing that just holds it in just Firm. Like it's, there's even those handful of holes out the back, um, which they're, they're the weakest parts of the course, maybe one or two of those holes, but that's it. Everything else is just it's so strong start to finish. It's pretty easy, really.
2: It was different to uh, what you said there. Like, so when we played on Sunday, course was, had the wind coming from the Southeast so it was completely different to any other time I'd been there. It's normally southwest. Um, so so, um, so, we played 16, 17, 18. We're nearly all back into the wind.
1: So, Oh, yeah. So, then, the, so, then, the, what I'd play. so then some of the par fives would have been into the wind. So, so four up over the hill, the tee shot would have been into the wind, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, sort of t- into and across, and point. then you got five with that it would have been a crosswind. Then you yeah. got s- Then you've got six with a tee shot with a crosswind, which actually probably makes it the easiest tee shot on that hole yeah. ever. Yeah,
2: I think we all were worried about running through. So Ross used you, you, so the driving line. So then seven's
1: downwind. I know you got eight. got that one across. Yeah, it's a, that's a challenging wind. Hmm. It was great. It was a thoroughly enjoyable day.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think having sort of either played or walked on all of the top sort of courses in the most recent months, uh, if conditioning was the thing, in Melbourne Peninsula Kings would be the number one conditioned course in a country mile.
1: They've taken it. have taken it to another level.
0: It's and you know a lot of people ask in the in the ratings thing. Is it is it based on difficulty? You know, like I, I can, I'm struggling to break my handicap at the moment at PK North. Like it's just, you know, the holes that. Yeah, but, are, but North, but North,
1: I don't. North has kicked me in the teeth more than anything. It's I think it's one where you almost have to play. You almost have to play it twice a week for like a couple of months, and try and figure it out. Like one of my mates is a member there. Um, when he plays North. He puts. He leaves his driver. Just there's only one hole that he might pull his driver out. The rest of the time he's hitting three wood or he's um his uh, driving iron.
0: Mm.
1: So he because you think about all the tee shots, like you just got to get it in the right spot into play to give yourself a chance. Because if you're in the wrong spot off the tee, like it's just it's so brutal. It is brutal, especially those first those first. I call it the first six holes. This is, many rounds are undone in those first six holes because of the tee shots.
0: Mm.
1: It's as simple as that. You, if you go the first one, two, three, four, five, six, all of them are really challenging tee shots. And even the easiest one, which would probably be the fifth, if you get greedy, you, you make bogey on that hole, like just in the blink of an eye. And all of a sudden it's like, Man, I should have been birding that hole.
0: I'm not challenging Royal, West, Royal Melbourne West. Raw West, uh, Melbourne West's position as the number one course or number six course in the world. It's just uh, it's just interesting. You know, listen to that made me think. And you know, haven't played PK a couple of times in the last week, and then Royal Melbourne a couple of times in the last two weeks. Um, it's just interesting. You know, I'm just struggling. Maybe it's just because I'm struggling at PK and finding it really hard. And and I'm not saying Royal Melbourne West was easy, but you know, we didn't play that well on the weekend, Mike. And you know, shooting seven eight over par, hitting. Every path five with an iron, set um, the fourth because uh, it was in the trees. But like seven iron, uh, what was the other one? Four iron and a two iron into the wind. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, we digress.
2: No, I think no. Look, you're right. I think I mean we're probably not lucky and unlucky. I mean, obviously the greens. There's a handful of greens that are being redone and cleaned up, which which doesn't hurt. But I think. If I, if I think about Royal Melbourne West when it's at its peak and done up and the conditionings at it where it needs to be and it's hard and fast uh, in the wind that we played it in if we mm. were playing it like that I wouldn't I mean I, I I'm, I'm a 10 handicap ga and and I shot 80 and and I played I, I had a great day I that was as good as I'm gonna hit it now if I played it on a, a hard and fast day I don't think I would have got I would have been at least five five or six worse than that. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the conditioning on PK is ridiculous. It's it's immaculate. Uh,
0: it um, was it was good. Sorry, I, I'm just gonna um, keep moving on. The it was good hmm. to host uh, Chris Day down there, uh, who's a member of PK, but uh, he's one of yeah. our listeners and um, people that we've got to meet through the online uh, golf community um, from uh, Phoenix. Chris was down there for a week. Uh, he joined us at Royal Melbourne, but he's also uh, played a few games at Peninsula Kingswood. He's a member there, and uh, so it was good to see. Someone come across, so I think we joked the other week that he was like the third person to book a ticket out of America and into Australia as soon as the the, um, the uh, borders open. So it was good to see Chris. Uh, he's uh, heading back off tomorrow and um, bon voyage and we'll see you next time. Um, he's one of the most uh, well-travelled men for golf uh, and travels for unbelievably short times just to go and have three and four rounds. But that's his want and uh, that's why he loves golf and loves golf course architecture and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, what else has happened um for you Mike what have we got on this week
2: uh this week for me very little uh, I'm gonna be trying just uh, a nice relaxing uh, weekend to be honest not, not a lot not a lot to do bit of work after two weeks off the other week
0: okay and uh rocket any golf on the horizons for you or just uh, watching golf and thinking about golf?
1: I'll tell you, I played last week
0: oh hello did you no you didn't tell us now no, I did. Oh, okay, hey, I think
2: you did. You did, but I don't remember you talking about where or anything else. No, at uh, Indrapuri. Is it Let- okay? They, they'd be. Did you get there before the rain? That would have
1: been. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was raining a little bit on that day, and it rained a little bit the day before, so it was quite. It was quite soggy, so it didn't get the full sort of conditions. I liked it, but. Uh, yeah, I think I. I said to a few people, I said, ah, oh, I'm a bit spoiled for what I've played on for the
0: last 10 years.
1: <laughs> like, what so, did you think of the course? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> so did,
0: did, did Indropilly get So, cut? Did, did it go under the water this time? Or, or so um, I much? don't know. I think it might have been
1: just shy. Right. Because it's right down on the river, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty- uh, uh, well, it's on the river, but the thing yeah. is, though, the um, – which nine is it? I think it's the blue nine, which is the back, the back end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still a fair way above river um, height, mm-hmm. so it may have just dodged a bullet, and it probably would have been more just waterlogged than anything. Um, RQ. Got a bit of a pounding because that's right on the river and yeah, not not hi, um high above um the waterline. Yeah, it's
2: very um low land. Yeah,
1: maybe it's just clearing its way, ready for uh, OCM to go in there and do their work.
0: <laughs> so Indrapilly, yeah, I've played it a couple of times uh, over the journey. Um, a nice course.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Although you know, for me, it's like the you know you're hitting off a completely different set of grass than what you're used to. And it just felt a little bit weird. And it was wet, which didn't – it probably did it no favour. So it was good to play there, um, being a 36-hole complex. And so, um, yeah, I think due to get another round in there with um, a couple of friends
0: maybe in the next few weeks. Good. And uh, then um, – So getting prepared, the preparations have begun.
1: Ugh, mate, I'll be, I'll be – I'll be as rusty as an old ute in the backyard of some paddock. It's
0: unfortunate, we're going
2: to have to pay for money off your actual handicap. That's Does everyone know what's happening? To
0: you. Um, still, uh, I know. It's, I know one person who doesn't know what's happening. That um, did you want to get? <laughs>
1: do you want to go tell
0: her, Mrs. Uh, my <laughs> Love of Golf, in or in the room? No. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, rocket, my... Do you need me to send some short
0: rocket Mike and myself will be joined by uh, our marketing director um, will soon to be appointed marketing director he doesn't know that he's a marketing director of the uh, podcast yet um, Nick from hot hot glue hot shoe hot hot not hot, hot Nick glue. yeah hot Nick's coming um, so the three of us will be down at uh, Bam uh at the end of the month um, it's it's well, this,
2: you keep paying paying like paying me for the flights in cash so that the missus isn't seeing oh,
0: shush, it. And just, shush shush enough <laughs> enough all right okay someone or someone will say something don't, don't worry. it'll get there all right um so we're having a, a team meeting um, we're having a business uh, meeting down at Barnburgel the three of us a, a podcast meeting um, it's not a an extended trip um, we have talked about that uh, in the past about having a, a bigger trip and having some of the, you know, you loyal listeners out there are uh, coming along, the friends, you know, and not loyal, not you loyal listeners, you know, friends of the podcast, and, you know, now we've got great relationships with uh, quite a number of you, and we appreciate that. And that will happen. Um, one day we will do something like that. But I mentioned listening to the good, good um, guys, and Adrian Logue sent me a message, uh, an email last week, telling me about their Golfers Alliance. So he's starting this... Uh, group called the Golfers Alliance. I think they've got a website and basically they're hosting a trip down there in early April. Uh, if you go to the com or .com.au. Nah, it's, in, it's in May. It's in, May, it's in May, sorry. It's, May. Uh, it's in May. Um, yeah, you can go with a group of like-minded Architecturally sort of oriented, golf savvy uh, people. It's open for boys and girls. Um, two two days, two nights down there at Barmburgel. You know, three or four rounds, and uh, basically you just got to get yourself to Launceston on whatever way, shape, or form. You get there, boat or plane. And uh, you can join that group. So if you do want to go with a group of people to Barnboogle, Adrian Logue at the Golfers Alliance, um, and he is a very knowledgeable golf person. And
1: if you have a look at the dates, it's either you're a single or you want to be single, go to that trip because yep. it's right on Mother's... It's on It's on the Mother's Day weekend. So if you're single or you want to be single, bang, that's the trip for you. Or out of the wheel.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, Adrian Logue is uh, the Hunter Valley's uh, other... Great golf podcaster. I um, don't know who the other bloke is, but there's two of them from the Hunter Valley. Great golf podcasters and great people. Uh, so, Golfers Alliance, Adrian Lowe, uh, he's the man. Uh, we've got a couple of big tournaments coming up, um, predicated by <laughs> Magic Mike's uh, um, rise to fame in, in, in the YouTube ranks. That the, we've.
2: Oh yeah, that but, but, yeah. We need to do more of those that we need to somehow figure out a way to make that machine work for putting.
0: Machine wow. work. So what we're talking about is if you are on the YouTube channel and thanks for the five extra subscribers that we've got since last podcast, we really do appreciate anyone that subscribed. I think since we ran this uh, golf uh, club giveaway, we've at least got 12 extra um, YouTube subscribers. So that's a good percentage on what we had. So I appreciate every one of you. Um, but please, you know, now we're putting out genuine golf content. You know, Mike and I playing golf in a simulator with some strategy behind the the content, not just the podcast that you get to watch and listen to us and all that sort of thing. We played three holes. We've replicated, tried to replicate the closing 16, 17, 18 stretch. And, um, we, you know, we had an eye on the great Ricardo's um, closing stretch of 2015, trying to emulate his great feat of going eagle, birdie, birdie to make the playoff and uh then defeat um who was it? Did he defeated? Kevin Kisner? Kevin Kisner and, Sergio Kisner. and Sergio. Sergio. Sergio <laughs> Sergio. was the first <laughs> one <laughs> I thought of. Him. <laughs> yep, that's right. we see, see. So um so you can check out Mike and I playing golf on on uh, the simulator, the full swing golf simulator over those holes. Um it's people ask don't, me
2: don't spoil the ending. Well I was don't just, let him know, don't it's, it gets very we get very close to his number for a while then.
0: Uh people are, people people ask me uh how realistic is screen golf or simulator golf and I tell them that it's very realistic because it does a great job of emulating real life golf. And that's exactly what Mike and I did. So you have to go over yep. there and check that out. We yep. emulated real life golf. Uh like every good, you know, open you know, three three scene act, there is definitely a three hole act and yep. well, what a climax it is. I Don't saw some
2: just- footage of Rory playing eighteen. Mm. Was it today yep. and that reminded me a lot of the way I played exactly <laughs> very similar uh, but it very was good similar.
0: it was good fun nonetheless uh mike and yeah, we and it was right, we should do more of it and yeah we did say in there we would do uh, a program a couple of programs a couple of episodes whatever you call it yep. uh, towards the 150th uh, open um we've mentioned that the simulator graphics on the simulator at uh, my place there is unbelievable with st andrews so we're going to do that whether we do it in a one hour or a two hour or three episodes but whether we get someone in we'll do something like that and we'll get better at recording it and the sound will get better and the cameras will get better and all that wonderful stuff you know it's all my stuff so i've got no idea what i'm doing so um anyway we're just playing <laughs> golf and having fun it's all part of the learning rocket sorry it's so uh, sad that you can't be there because you would have been great i know we we you and i tried to do that when we did our us open preview yeah it was good fun Rocket and I did it, we set the studio up in front of Pebble Beach, we did a live podcast, recorded it, Lockie Flanagan was there with three cameras, he edited it, it was magnificent, it's one of the, you, know, you can go and check that out, Rocket and I doing, it was like Golf Channel, basically, basically it was Golf Channel. Might as well have been. Might as well have been Golf Channel and then we tried to play at Pebble Beach. But we weren't so savvy uh, in and around the cameras back then, and uh, as opposed to now, when we're experts. Um, but anyway, it was good fun, and we'll do more of that. Thanks, Mike, um, for joining us on the YouTube channel. And you know, now we're we're committed to generating genuine entertainment-based content, and uh, we'll create, keep trying to do that. We should have had the cameras out there on on Raw Melbourne West.
2: Well, I'm assuming you're going to be bringing something to Barmbrugel, so we'll see how we go. <laughs> Maybe if it's just one hole.
0: Is anyone, if anyone is in, in the Barnboogle area and they're handy with um, holding a camera uh, and, you know, like you want to... You know, there would probably be six beers, uh, a garlic pizza, um, a prosciutto pizza and then maybe a Parma. Rocket, do you have anyone? Like, you know, you will get fed, you will get watered. We just need someone maybe to hold a camera so we can do that um, because I've got a drone to fly. I took some great drone <laughs> Took some great, great drone footage today of... Um, while we're going around the traps, Mornington Golf Club. Mornington are implementing their master plan. We've talked about Mornington. People hear me talk about Mornington all, all the time. It's my original home of golf in Victoria. I still love the place. I'm still very fond of the place. I've got a lot of friends there. Well, there's 6th hole, which they've been doing, and they've they've done like a joint, you know, like a lot of courses. You know, they've joined a couple of fairways, the 6th and the uh, 17th. Um, it's got a, a rid of a lot of the unnecessary unnecessary trees. Well on the left hand of the six, if you know the six hole at Mornington, on the left hand side there was the last remaining big tall pine trees and basically provided a barrier between the golf course, a house, and then unbelievable views. Now the views are already unbelievable. Well they're even more unbelievable because today I went down there and those trees are gone. And it is just one of the most stunning golf vistas uh, in in mainland Australia. It's just like 180 degree views. These big pine trees are gone. There is nothing Inhibiting the view And the course The hole looks great I'll post some pictures on it But um, well done to the guys um, That's uh, Darius Oliver Who is behind The master plan down there And they're just implementing it Hole by hole They've got 18 holes Always in play And they're doing a great job Place looks great Well done um, TPC Sawgrass It's this week What are we doing Who's Who are we on Who's the favourites
2: Who's the favourites mm. Good question, mate. Um, It's sort of floated around a little bit this week. It's chopped and changed. I think um, early doors, I think John Rahm was red, red hot and then Maura Carr was a little bit behind. But as the week's gone on and a few people have started to do a bit of homework and people are listening to podcasts and getting involved, uh, Colin's now equal favourite with John Rahm. I think a few people are worried about John's putting. Um, Then we've got Justin Thomas Victor Hoblin, Cantlay, Rory, Scheffler, Hideki. Um There's, there's, you know, everyone's here. It's 20 million prize pool. US 3.6 to the winner. So if you are in the tips, you want to win this week, you want to pick the winner. And if you're not in the tips, join this week. If you get the winner and no one else does, you'll be double what the leader's on currently. So you've and you've got everyone to choose from because you wouldn't have used the play yet. So.
0: So not it's still not, to jump it, it is still not. too late. If you're jumping onto us this podcast now for the first time, you know you've got uh, over at Teep State. You can see the Mile of Golf League. It's not too late to jump on. Uh, please, if you are in the in the in the contest, put your picks in. There are some people. There are some people that have missed out by not putting picks in. Put your picks in, and um, you know you could, within one or two tips, uh, be in front of Mike Caridi, who you know is the world's greatest tipster, who is just still back of the pack. And uh, waiting to pounce, like thirty something, maybe,
2: something just maybe, biding my time.
0: Maybe this week's the 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 week that you make a move. Um, who are you going to be on?
2: Um, I want to hear who you've got first, Ross. I want to hear. I want to hear who you two have, and then I'll tell you who I've, I've got. I'm not changing it. I'm in. So if you pick the same one, we'll so say be it.
0: Yeah, it's a good question because everyone's there. Um,
2: Rod, Rod Rocket's ready to go. I can tell. Who you
1: got, Rocket? Because of the weather and the yep. way it's turning, yep. I'm on Team Herbie. Oh, Lucas. All right, I'm going. I'm pushing in, grabbing the chips, pushing it in.
0: Really? See, so that's I was going to pick Herbie because because he's obviously got a little bit of form coming in. Uh, probably suits him a little bit. And you know, am I going to pick Herbie for any other tournament? this year one of the majors probably not but you know I reckon if this one suits him and where his game travels we talk about his game travelling and all that sort of thing it's probably this one so you know out of any of the others you know he's got could, he's got a I chance I could have
1: played f- it safe I was thinking about playing it safe yeah. but I'm not yeah. Yeah. I'm he's going hard in
2: a very different direction so <laughs> on, the, on the data lake um, and I love Herbie he's a He's a Western Bulldogs man, just like me. Uh, he ranks 125th on my ratings, and he's a yeah. minimum 200 to one. Yeah, I'm sure you could find better. That's not saying you can't win, because I can tell you we backed Min Wu last year at 250 to one. So it's certainly not impossible. Oh, I got him at 150. <laughs> there you go.
0: Look, well, the, 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 it's one of those fields. Like you could pick anyone. Look at you. Just scroll down That's the it.
2: list. Everyone's there except for
1: Bronco. the weather. Oh, the only thing is the it's the weather there's a few players i reckon that are just going to be a little bit punch drunk after after bay Hill definitely and i th- think herbie's the bounce back guy right mm. he'll just have that you know you think of that that final round that he shot i thought actually that's i'm like yeah, he's gonna get a little bit of confidence from that hmm got a little bit of confidence all of a sudden and the finish as well, right? The finish all of a sudden helps him on the, on the leaderboard FedEx cup. He's pretty much, even though he had that victory locked away his card, the rest of 2022 is in a really good spot from a, where he is in the leaderboard. So it's like just that, just these little things and seeing that weather and feeling about how hard the course is going to be. And it's still going to need a bit of Of shaping and stuff like that, and you just need to be really good with the with the putter and the short game. It's kind of, I don't know. It just, it of all the times to just jump on someone. I felt like now's the time. Now's the time.
2: Well, we got Herbie, and who have you got, Ross? The
0: young Herbie as well. Yeah, I I was I was legitimately (laughs) going to pick Herbie because I I wasn't. I I was more emotional than than strategic, like Rocket, but. You know, like I know, he's a confidence. His confidence is high. You know, he, he, Herbie, genuinely believes. You know, he can play as well as anyone on his day, on his stretch, and and we we not he genuinely believes he genuinely can. Uh, And as I say, you know, his his game travels. His game will work in this in this environment. He's can potentially have a couple of blowout holes, but he can he can make up make up gaps.
1: This this course, you, you're going to have players that will have those. They're going to have those blow up holes. Yeah, they're going yep. to. So and and we've seen he's been able to get away with it. He, he's able to. He's one of those ones that he can have one of those streaks of like five, six holes, and he's just got complete garbage. Be able to rewrite the ship and just go on this real hot streak. Hmm. Like okay. and it just can turn it on. Just uh, absolutely turn it on a tap.
2: The weather's going to be horrendous. So Perfect. it's going to be it's going to be very, very poor weather. Um, I've looked at Monday, uh, Thursday, Friday, just from a round one betting point of view, and I would be shocked looking at what's coming that they get through round one on Thursday. It looks like there's going to be a bit of thunder and lightning. Um, winning score is going to be somewhere between 11 and 15 max under. So, oh, I actually um,
1: reckon it might be less.
2: Oh, it wouldn't shock me. If it, it really depends, yeah. I
1: reckon it's like a 7 to 10.
2: Yep. Okay. Now, the guys, look, a few people that are, have been there for the practice rounds that I know, they've said the course is just absolutely immaculate, as you'd expect. Uh, the rough is up, but it's growing sort of towards a green is the best way that they were describing it, in that you know, you'll still be able to get get it down, down the track. Um, So, yeah, I've looked at ball strikers, strokes gained approach as normal, strokes gained around the green. I think you're going to need to scramble a bit. Off the tee is going to be important. I want to be, if it's going to be wet, I want to be with a wet ball in the fairway, not a wet ball in the rough. Par fives, you're going to have to eat up here. If you don't do well there, you're not going to play sawgrass well. And like you said, rocket is going to be damaged. So bogey avoidance is a key. Um, The man that rates on top is JT. But JT has one thing going against him, if nothing else.
1: No back-to-back.
2: No one has ever gone back-to-back at the players, and he's not going back-to-back. If he does, well, good luck to him. Uh, Sanjay Yim, Luke List is one that's up, comes rates very well on stats this year. He's at a massive number. Hideki still has me crying from a few weeks ago, so I'm not betting on him. Um, the guys that I like, Taylor Gooch is playing such good golf. Um, He interviewed last week and he talked about how he loves playing really hard golf courses, so I don't mind him. John Rahm's putting's not there, but his stats say he'll go well. Other really random guys, uh, or two other ones, would be Corey Connors, um, stacks up pretty well, Um, and then Henley. But, I mean, other than that, it's all the, the top guys that are at the top. But the one that I've taken is our boy Cole. I've got him in the bank. It's for the big dollars this week. Young Colin is going to be my pick, but for the one done. Um,
0: so that's it. You are taking Colin now, and you you that you you can't get him. So if you are new to the tipping teeps to teepsters, um, once you pick Colin Morikawa, that Morikawa, he um, can't choose him for the Masters. He can't choose him for any other major.
2: That's it. But this one here is worth 75% more than any other major. So. I want, to, I want him to go well here.
0: Yeah, no, I get that.
2: Second prize is probably close to winning the Masters hmm. in dollars and cents. And I know we talked about this the other week, and I've had a think about it this week around is this the fifth major? So I'm going to throw this out there and you two can argue with me. Firstly, there's no such thing as a fifth major. So this, this whole argument is pointless because – that's why it's in my mind. That's why it's not the fifth major. But if there was going to be a fifth major, this is it. Like the PGA Tour doesn't have a major, and they are the biggest. They are the destination tour on planet Earth, and this is their flagship event. So, if so, there was going to be one, this
0: would be it. So, is the term major just irrelevant? Like the fact that it's so high. <laughs> everyone just treats it like one ever the fields like one
2: they they do i mean the field do because of the money if money wasn't there they wouldn't yeah um it'd be like the european masters or any other masters you know it's it's not like you wouldn't say the course i mean the course is good it's not it's not going to be something you know they want to be the biggest and the best Um. they've got all the money behind it to try and get there but yeah i i it, it in my mind it could be but there's no such thing, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, from a course perspective, if they actually brought it back closer to what, somewhere between what it originally was and what it is now, if they brought it somewhere in the middle to what Pete Dye originally designed it as, then from a course perspective, it would be, it would help with its argument because then it still wouldn't be this completely pristine bomb and gouge it would be a stern test of golf testing every club in the bag shot making because it's the thing with that course is that all the fairways slope the opposite direction to the hole the direction the hole goes so if it's a left to right hole the fairway slopes right to left and vice versa all the way through so he's forcing players to hit Particular tee shots to keep them in the fairways or in the strategic spots to play accordingly. The unfortunate thing is that because of it's um, it's owned now by you know the Sith Lords, they want it to have that beautiful green, lush, perfect conditioning, which is kind of the addiction that has come from you know what happens to our, our boys down in Georgia. Um, so they're they're almost like trying to mirror that, where if they actually probably stripped it back a little bit and turned it into a stern test of golf. Um,
0: so what would that look like? Just to explain it a little bit more clearly. So, so there's some people here that don't really appreciate what Pete Dye, you know, built when he built that, you know, however many years ago. It was um, like a links course. Yeah.
1: Was a lot, there wasn't this, there's was very little rough. So think of Pinehurst, mm-hmm. but in a swamp with water. And that's what it was. It's originally what it was. It was a lot of sandy waste, a lot of, a lot of wasteland, very little rough. And so it was designed to play as f- like firm and fast because they had a lot of sand and they had certain areas where they had sand. Um, so the reason the 17th hole existed is because they're digging up a lot of the sand. That's one of the few areas where there was sand and they're digging it up and using that around the course to help provide that base, which it didn't have naturally. So it was... It's on a sand base, but it's 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 an unnatural. It's been created like that. Not oh, here's a piece of land with sand, because it was just a swamp. I think they bought it for a dollar.
2: Yeah, and speaking of strategy and, and seventeen, uh, I sent the video to you boys. I think it was a week ago, but if anyone <laughs> hasn't seen the strategy of young Angelo Spagnola, um, do yourself a so, favor so and rude. watch the video on YouTube of Angelo Spagnola um okay. Golf Digest
1: World's World's Worst, worst Golfers <laughs>
2: from the 80s or
1: 85 I think it was <laughs> it's hands down so one of great. the
2: greatest videos to watch as a golfer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Outside. Why of, spoil out, it? <laughs> outside of Mike and I's 16 17 18 yeah, stretch. Exactly. Yeah, that's got to be up there very soon, don't worry. Uh interesting. Okay. Um yeah, Lucas Herbert for Rocket Eye. That wasn't conspo- construed oh. um there's no doubt I'm going to
2: have to have five dollars on him because if he wins now, I'm going to hear about it for the rest of my life from you too.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Look, anything could happen. Anything could happen in that field, uh, form, form lines or whatever. So, it's the world's best players, the group of them, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. Um, spe- um, speaking of, you know, we, we've obviously started this podcast talking about Royal Melbourne West. A little bit of a chat about top one hundred. Uh, how hard PK is versus for me versus Royal Melbourne with blah 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 Um, and then Rocket you just mentioned TPC Sawgrass which is a peat Dye classic uh, that's been turned into a course to suit the PGA Tour by the owners of the PGA Tour um, because PGA Tour owns all of the TPC courses. If you work at a TPC, you are working for the TP- PGA Tour. You can listen to Stephen Britton in one of our previous podcasts. He talks about that. He used to work at TPC TPC Potomac, which um, hosted the Quicken Mortgage and all that sort of thing.
1: Um, Kemper Open. Kemper Open. Which uh, Norman won twice.
0: If, if you want to understand a little bit more about course architecture, strategy design... Uh, if you are involved in a club that's going through a bit of a review process, putting a master plan, we talked about the master plan at Mornington, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, there is a podcast that you should listen to. Uh, it also features a previous guest of this podcast. I think we introduced him as a podcaster, as an interview, uh, as a guest, um, Shane Darby, uh, who was a friend from Port Marnock, um, plays at Royal Dublin. Um, you know, listens to us talking and gibbering on as he walks down Port Marnock Beach, uh, listens to a heap of other podcasts and it's just gone really down the rabbit hole of golf architecture. Well, like a lot of people, he started his own podcast and his niche is golf architecture. He's already interviewed Mike Clayton, sensational job of talking to Mike Clayton for two hours and I didn't think that I could listen to a two-hour podcast but the interest level of Mike Clayton and Mike Clayton's been on every podcast and you know people keep saying to us "Oh, why don't you have Mike Clayton I don't know what I could talk to that I haven't heard from Mike Clayton what he'd want to talk to us about so we haven't talked to him one day we will about something that's in, of interest to him and to us we'll find that um, he's been on heaps of podcasts but, but his podcast with Shane was great he talked to Matt Goggin about Seven Mile Beach um, spoke to Matt from uh, Matt's home in the US excellent but the one that you have to listen to he interviews for two hours. Bradley Klein. Do you guys know Bradley Klein? Nope. Bradley Klein. He is a journalist. Um, like he is a Donald Ross, the, the world's.
1: Oh, I say he must be part of the Donald Ross Society.
0: Uh, I don't know if he's part of the Donald Ross Society. If he wrote the book of the if Donald. He's
1: written on the book. If he's written the book, he would be one of
0: those nerds. He. Like, anyway, he talks about golf course architecture in a way that makes you think about. How golf courses go and change things, and why they should and shouldn't, and who should and shouldn't be involved. Go and listen to it; um, it's it's great. Anyway, enough about that. It's called what the podcast, fir- is it again? It's called the Firm and Fast podcast. And uh, Shane, you're doing a wonderful job. Uh, it's great a nice friend, name. Great, yeah, great friend of this I'm, podcast. Firm. I listened to the
2: Clates one. I, I um, that's what, what reminded me of that. Um, golf Australia magazine article that Clates had written many many moons ago, and he was talking about the Aussie AM. That was on that podcast,
1: wasn't yeah. it? it, yeah, it fast.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, if you've got an interest in golf architecture, go and listen to the one with uh, Bradley Klein. Um, it's, it's, it was really good. I found it fascinating. Um, tell me if you don't and we can talk about it. Um, all right. So that's what we think of TPC Sawgrass. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. The weather's going to be mm. shazen. Um, we're on the Herbie train. You are on the Morikawa train, the young guns. Um, let's just see how it uh, pans out. Uh, the other event this week, big event, uh, up in my neck of the woods, uh, the TPC, TPC, TPS, the player Series, Hunter Valley, the, I think it's still the Webex Series, uh, moves to the Hunter Valley, up to Cypress Lakes, uh, hosted by, do you know who it's hosted by? Legends of Australian Golf. Peter O'Malley and Jan Stevenson are the hosts up there, so... Uh, last week they hosted it, um, at at uh, Bonnie Doon, and Asta, uh, obviously not a legend of Australian golf, but also a legend of Australian rugby league, and now mm-hmm. manages a number of golfers as the, as a as manager as a manager of talent. Um, they hosted that at Bonnie Doon. Obviously, it was affected by the weather. Um, good luck to um, Jared Felton backing up this week. Uh, he won uh, that event. It was reduced to fifty-four holes. He had a one and in one hole playoff on the Sunday, but Feltz, a uh, great guy. I've interviewed Feltz on the Mental Mastery Golf podcast before uh, as a client of Jamie Glazier's, obviously the partner of Hannah Green, um, but uh, Feltz cracked a win. Good on him, and yeah, all the guys move up the road to the Hunter Valley. Uh, this, I spoke to the my of golf correspondent in the Hunter Valley, otherwise known as my dad. Um, he's planning to go out there. <laughs> I have a wee walk around because my golf course is too wet, and I can't drive a cart. And if I can't drive a cart, I'm not playing golf. Um, so Dad's going out there for a walk around. Uh, if a mad Scotsman, if you're a player, and a mad Scotsman comes up to you, it's my dad. Um, so yeah, uh, good luck to everyone up at the Hunter Valley at Cypress Lakes. And um, Jane
1: Stevenson, yeah, probably one of the most underrated Australian golf legends ever.
0: She really put. Women's golf uh, on the map in a week that we celebrate, celebrated International Women's Day, uh, and yeah,
1: she she leant into the the sex appeal of it to try and make it go. You know, there's it's you know breaking a lot of ground and stereotypes. She copped a lot of flack for it, but at the same time, go back. People need to go back and actually have a look at her record against uh, some absolute legends of the game in that late seventies, early eighties. And she won a lot of majors against those people, and I think that gets forgotten.
0: No, she was a great golfer. She was a wonderful golfer, but she put she just put eyeballs onto the women's game, and she was ahead of her time. You know, if you look at the trailblazer, if you look at the way that women's golf is, I don't don't want to say the wrong thing and come across the, the wrong way marketed. It's not the right way. Not the right way, but. You know, just the trend in women's golf now, um, how the players are unique, they're individual, they're, they're, their dress is unique and individual, and they can basically wear what they want and do what they want and be who they want. Expressing really themselves. Expressing themselves in the right way. Jam was that they're doing that when really it was a time when golf was, you know, the the very conservative stage of.
1: The, the stuffy, you, know, you have to dress a certain way, do this. And she was like, nah, yeah. middle finger to the establishment, this is how it's going to be. And she ruffled a lot of feathers, but she just absolute trailblazer.
0: Now, once again, there is no script here. We do not plan. there's no run sheet. we just talk The script
1: there is no script.
0: But I do have um, while we talk about women's golf and talk about Jan Stevenson. I'm always and it's International Women's Day this week um, and, and women are all around the world were celebrated and you know we celebrate the women in our lives um, We love them all. I'm conscious that, uh, you know, we're three blokes talking together, but we don't talk to a lot of uh, women in on the podcast. I'm going to do something about that. I'm in the early stages of doing something about it. I will have some news in the coming weeks, but uh, we may have someone that can help us out. Um Introduce more women to the My Love of Golf podcast so we can learn more about the women's game, learn more about from the women that are involved in golf, that want to play golf, um, so something's happening there, but uh, anyway, just a little teaser, Um, you guys didn't know about that, but something's happening, we're we're doing something, Uh, anyway, there you go, Um, TPS TPS up at the Hunter Valley, Uh, good luck to everyone up there. Got a tip? Got a tip? Anyone? Anyone fancy? Anyone up there? Grace Kim, I am on the Grace Kim will win this week. <laughs> Just to keep the streak alive. Grace she's Kim, she's right
2: up there in the odds. She's yeah, she's in the top top ten in the odds. She played very well last week.
0: Grace Kim, Grace Kim, it's a it's a men's combined men's women's field, but um, I'm I'm with Grace. Go Grace. Okay. Fair enough. What's next? Magic Magical Open. Did anyone watch the Magical Open? Didn't watch the Magical Open? Kenya Open. No, Action. but
2: we did watch. Um, Hill, Arnold Palmer, and we had the tips last week, which I did. we didn't... We Well, Scotty Scheffler won, but we probably should mention in the tipping who who went really well, because we did have two events last week. We had Puerto Rico as well. Uh, And there was two people that did very well. I don't know who No Three Putts is, but No Three Putts picked the winner in Scotty Scheffler. They're the only ones. They had $2 million going to the bank in the Arnold Palmer, and they also picked Cameron Percy, who got the T7, which is the most anybody got out of the Puerto Rico. So they, they got, you know, the most out of both, which is, uh, of anyone that played in our in our comp, which is very well done.
0: So that is that the same strategy as, as no, 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 it can't be. But Cameron Percy, like why would you pick Cameron Percy at the Puerto Rico Open? Like he's a great player.
1: I think he's actually played all right down there. Yeah.
2: There's two, yeah. So there was two people, Glenn Barnes and no 3 putts, both picked Cameron Percy. I wouldn't have picked him. Um, Kurt Kitayama was very, very popular Probably not just because I talked about it last week But everyone looked at the uh, the form he came in with from the week prior Matthias Schwab uh, was a very big pick Um, Yeah, but other than that, it was them and and Rafa Cabrera Bayo That was it
0: There was many people on Rafa Cabrera Bayo
2: yeah, there was lots, lots and lots and lots. Where did he
0: finish? Did he get – he got some bank, a little
2: bit of bank? He did, he did. T30, T38. T yeah. So normal, you know, that, that, at Puerto Rico that was $17,000. The players at T38 probably gets him $7 million.
0: Uh Not enough bank, Rafa. You need the lift for us if we go. <laughs> well, I'm not going to pick you again. No one else is. You're, you're out with uh, two-thirds of the uh, pickers. I'll tell you
2: who's out. The bloke I picked at Bay Hill last week, Will Zalatoris. whoever – his putting coaches should be out. He's he's putting. He's deplorable. My, it's it's you it's know, getting you, worse and worse and worse. Yeah,
0: well, I was going to say you know that.
2: It's a no, fact. no, I know, I know it is, but it was getting better. So he was sort of, but you know, if you think back, eighteen months ago, Cole was in the same boat. There was a few blokes mm. that just couldn't putt, and you had very very big nerves about the future. And they look like they're both getting a bit better, but he he he. One of the worst yip parts, and he could see it in his brain every time he stood over one for the next two days, three mm-hmm. days. It was very, very ugly on Sunday for him, too. I think he ended up shooting close to 80. Um, so he was no good for me last week. He, he got me about $50,000, but yeah, no three parts was good. And Bogey's the Birdies, young um, Phil. Phil down at um, St. Andrews Beach, he uh, was kind enough to message me to tell me that he picked Turo and took him in or $900,000 in because. I've been reminding him every week to put his tips in. I don't think he's put it in more than a handful of times, and he's well past me on the leaderboard. Uh,
0: well, thanks, Phil, for uh, reminding Mike that he's um, still got. <laughs> that i no good. He's leaving his run late. So,
2: no three-parts is leading overall. Chi Chi is in second, only about 100K behind. Public Golf up into third. Old Salty still fourth. Shermanator
0: fifth. Fitzmagic. He, he was um, popular with uh, Salty and I were on Fitzmagic.
2: Fitzmagic. It's Played well last week, and he's a another very popular pick this week. Hmm.
0: Rocket, who is your tip? Raws. Oh. What's going on? What's going on with the Rory?
1: Uh look. I actually think he's turning a corner. I, can, I I don't know. I can I can feel something. Right? He's turning a corner. Um, the other thing that was really Typical Rory was actually really some of his interviews, like talking about Phil, Tiger, um, the course, what he thought of the course. It's actually if refreshing. you're an, if you're a journo, you must love just asking him questions and think about really good questions because he'll give you just amazing answers. Yep, and, and he and he he's quite considerate hey, and good considered good. with his with his answers it's not just like phil (laughs) oh no (laughs) no (laughs) no (laughs) phil and bryson are a different breed so rory yeah he's a he's a deep thinker and that's part of his problem when he gets on the golf courses he's as he's got a little bit older he's thinking more and more about things and you know i just hope that he's it feels like he's starting to play like the Rory of old, like thinking a little bit less on the golf course. And I think he's, he's still, I think just watching how he plays, there's, the, there's those moments where he's sort of struggling and it's because he's overthinking stuff. Because I still think back to when he was younger and it was like, he's just freewheeling it and he was just, it would just sort of stripe it and he's still having those, I think he's still having those moments where he's thinking rather than just feeling
0: but yeah, you know. he needs to channel the Rory when he was on Parky hitting golf balls into the the washing machine. Um, do do you think that Rory, if you were Rory's advisors, put your your advisory hat on? Would you say Rory give the you know your work with the PGA Tour and the committees that he's on a Would you say just let just go and play golf and don't worry about being the voice of the people, you know, in inside the PGA Tour or?
1: Um.
0: Or is that, is that, you know, growth learning that uh, might help him on the co- on the course or I don't know. It wouldn't be taking too much time. Learning.
1: No, I don't think it'd be taking a lot of time. And, and I think, and I think. But does it add any, any so-
0: pressure? Does it add any pressure?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I actually think that um, he sees his voice and who he is in the game as really important. And I think he's putting himself in that position to, uh, like, kind of be the voice of reason, Right. There's, he's he, he's really thinking about the he does think broader, right? So he's gonna challenge the right people at the right time. And so I, I don't think it's gonna be time consuming. It just becomes one of those things where you know there might be a couple of odd Zoom meetings that he might have to sit on or something like that that he normally wouldn't have to. I don't think it's detracting from his play. Because here's the thing, is it the more other things he might be thinking about that means he's not thinking about his swing and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
2: I've got a game for both of you. Can we play it now? Yeah. All right. So just following on from Raw and his his very candid commentary around other leagues and other bits and pieces, and everyone's talked a bit about it, obviously, we have over the last month, got me thinking, and a few other podcasts have talked about how the fact that we're a quarter of the way through the season or, however far through the season we are. And I did a bit of homework today. So we, the PGA Tour has had 22 events so far in their season of about 50. Okay, So we're nearly halfway done. Okay, Now we know that the top 125 go through to the FedEx playoffs for the snout in the trough uh, payments, as Rocket would call them. Okay, So you need to be in the top 125. So I'm going to ask you a quick quiz about a handful of players. So who's number one in the FedEx Cup at the moment? Rocket, can't, don't look it up. No, he doesn't know. I'm Shef- not looking. Scheffler, Scheffler is number one. He's had Out. two wins in the last couple of weeks. Who's sitting at number thirty currently? Who would be the last person in for the final uh, final tournament if you if you made it through? Who who would you think? Brooks, because I wouldn't have picked this person. No, no Brooks wasn't a bad guess. I wouldn't have picked Brooks to be that. You know, he Rory? hasn't really had a massive season yet. Rory, no, it's Matthew Wolf. I wouldn't have picked all Matthew right. Wolf to be up there at the moment. What?
1: Yeah.
0: Where's Herbie? 45.
1: No, he's like 20. 22. Oh,
0: sorry, Lucas. My bad. A- Adam Scott?
1: 30. Oh, no, he'd be 29. like 50, 58 or something.
2: 48. 48.
1: Abraham Answer? 60. Oh, the prancer. No, he's, he's like 28 or something. 98. Oh, shoot.
2: Now you're going to see a theme with the next next few guesses. Who's sitting on us? So, yeah, we'll come back come back to that. Uh, Baba. In,
0: he's inside. Like the, he's inside the top thirty, isn't he?
1: Where do you think Rocket? I'm thinking it's like forty five or something. Forty. One hundred
2: and ninety. Oh, that was dumb. That, that
1: Bill. Was- What's that? Bill. Oh, he's like two hundred or something. One ninety six. DJ. Uh, one eighty. Plus
0: Ah, oh, I've, I've, I've given up. Yeah, my baba thing threw me. I'm just I'm, I'm remonstrated with myself. Two hundred. So the theme is the. Oh, the boys. The, oh, the, oh, the boys guys. that weren't yeah. going to be
2: playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, Bryson. Where's oh, he's Bryson? like
1: one. He's like one ninety seven or something, isn't he?
2: He's uh he's 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 only got a handful of players, including Mark Hensby. Between him and DJ Bryson's at two hundred and five, Mark Hensby's at
1: two hundred and two. Oh, actually, he had a top. He had a top five. I oh, did Hensby in Puerto Rico. That's Hensby. Why he's, that's why. Yeah. He's up there. I forgot. Oh, Hens has has rattled off a top five.
0: I think uh, favorite of mine. The podcast uh, boy from Tamworth played a lot of golf uh, alongside Hensby as a junior. Uh, if you want to check out a great interview with Hensby uh, between myself and Jamie Glazier, you can check that out over the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast, just a plug for the other podcasts that we do. Um, Hens is a good good fellow. He's a deep thinker. Um, go and listen to that. Good good on you, Hens. Good on you, Hensby.
2: No, you a good week. But yeah, you can if you want to figure out who the 20 were that were signing, uh, Westwood's at 226. Harris English is 211. Last year, this year time, he was sixth. Bryson this time last year was first. DJ this time last year was fifth.
0: Um yeah. like, is it did you pick that up from anywhere else or is this just stuff that um that no, you worked I, out?
2: No, I just wrote I just, just I literally just wrote down some names that I knew that I figured would be.
1: Yeah, I'd heard uh, I'd heard the Phil and Bryce down and the months. down the
2: down the back. But yeah, yeah guys like guys, Harris English was one that stood out to me. Can't just be golf. Can't be can't be sixth this time last year and what about Pilter?
0: No, no. What about Pilter?
2: Didn't didn't write down Pults. Um, I could look it up, but yeah, I I, I would guess he'd be no, he's pretty one fifty ish as yeah. well.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, there, you, there go. you go. That's that's why you're here, uh, Mike, to bring uh, that level of uh, insight and just asking the questions. Uh, They're lost they, in the desert. <laughs> Where they need to be asked. Okay, well, as you know, we talked about it at the start of the episode. Uh, it is the giveaway uh, announcement. Um, we are giving away this wonderful golf club. Uh, Mike has concocted as the manager of uh, tournaments, um, expeditions, uh, marketing, T-shirts, you name it. Mike is the manager of it. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got one of these um, computer-generated uh, raffle drawers. Uh, all of the names, if you entered in one way, shape or form... Uh, into the competition, uh, you are in there. And um, I just want to let you know what you will be winning. It's an Epic Speed uh, Callaway. Um, It was a prize for the long drive. Um, You remember that I was the longest driver in the universe uh, down at the um, 13th Beach Pro-Am. Epic Speed, uh, PK, you guessed Epic Speed correctly. It's a 9 degree, not 9.5. Callaway OptiFit system there, so adjusting loft. It's got the uh, jailbreak technology and AI flash face technology speed frame and all of that other good things carbon fiber crown uh, Mitsubishi chemical 60s uh, none of this is changeable if you win this uh, this is yours it's coming at you and uh, it's got the lampkin gray and black uh, grip on it it is absolute weapon so Mike um, all we can see if you're watching the t- uh, Mike with his little uh, whiz bang thing he's disappeared he's holding it up we don't know what's happening at his end um He's, he's giving us a thumbs up. That must mean he's ready. He's, he's got a winner. Do we have a winner there, Mike? You've got a thumbs up. Oh, here it goes. It's, it's spun, spinning, turning. Someone's going to be winning. And who have we got there, Mike? Who have we got? Well, I'm just saying we can't see it. The, the, Why does that not work? I don't know. It's just the modern power of zoom and technology and the camera won't, you know, it's blurring out. I can see it coming through. We're going to have a winner in any second now. Oh, towel, Matt. towel. Do you know his, his name's Matt? Do we know who Hammertail Matt is? I do is? know
2: Hammertail Matt. He's uh, oh. he's always happy to talk about betting on the uh, betting on the tips, and wants to always. He's a bit like Rocket. He always wants to know what the data lake's saying. Okay. So yeah, he. I think Matt's in. Um, I'm 99.9% sure
0: Matt's up in the Hunter.
2: He's the. He's um.
0: Oh, is that the fellow that's uh? Oh,
2: he's right. the one who told. I believe. Did be missing this story? Is
0: it? Is he the guy that's from Newcastle, the Novocastrian? Up that way, yeah. Correct. Uh, plays golf maybe at uh, Portofino. He Fino. plays the same place your dad is. What was Portofino? Uh, now. Mm. Oh, right. There you go. Hammer Hammertower Matt. There well you done. Uh, you've got this driver coming at you. Wow. There you go. First ever giveaway. We got uh, a few extra subscribers on the YouTube. We got a few extra subscribers on the Instagrams. Uh, that's what it's all about. We'll have another giveaway sometime soon. Don't know what. If you want to sponsor a giveaway, if you want to give us something to give away, uh, we'll give it away. I've got some other golf balls in there, which we'll be giving away very shortly. Some uh, tailor-made golf balls with uh, the former My Love of Golf logo on there. We'll give that away fairly shortly. Um, well done. Okay, let's keep moving Job. on. Job, rocket. Anything else from you? Um, how's Phil going? By the way, still blocked? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, reckon I, I, I need to. Sp- I need to speak to Matt. I reckon. I reckon we might be onto something with this. This t-shirt.
0: I believe that Matt might might have um, had requests from Ship Shipnuck and co for a T-shirt for the merch line. On for- route. <laughs> Currently on route. Hey, all rights reserved. Licensing uh, rights remain uh, with the uh, creators. Of- uh,
1: that, I think that's my block photo. So, you know, that is, that is my hard work God. that has gone into that magnificent T-shirt. Copy. I actually think we could be on a bit of a winner here.
0: <laughs> Maybe we might have to, have to get blocked. Who
1: could, who- no, I'm thinking, do we... We need to, we need to merch up. I think.
0: If you've been if you've been blocked by by someone of significance, send us a picture of it, and uh, we, we might turn it into a t shirt for you. Um,
1: or just ask, if you're not sure about how to do it. Just ask me, and I'll give you some tips.
0: Uh, I can if I can get it done for you. If you want to pay for the t shirt, I can get it uh, sent to, sent to you. If you send me a yeah your blocked uh, image and you want it on a t shirt, small, medium, large. Extra large, black, white, blue, or grey. Uh, I can get that done. All you got to do is pay for it, and uh, I can get a T-shirt printed and sent to you. No problems.
1: I'm pretty sure we should merch up. <laughs> we should merch this thing up. I reckon this could sell. <laughs> this could sell. I'm I'm serious. Uh,
0: this could absolutely yeah, we just, sell. We've just got to spawn you know a gazillion billion people who have been blocked by Phil because you're not the only one.
1: No, we think once 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 um shippers and and shackleford get a hold of it like we've got instant like we've it's like it's like dr dre with the beats by dre handing out the sick headphones to like lebron james and stuff like that we've got the phil t-shirt in the hands of a couple of very oh Philly. very influential very influ- influential people so you got Shipnuck with his book coming out i I'm telling you, I think we have to have a we okay. have to have a meeting with Mr. Mollica, and we have to. Mer- I reckon we need to merch this shit up.
0: Uh, if you want a rocket blocked Phil Mickelson uh, t-shirt, let us know. Um, hit up, Mike Caridi. He is the manager of all things merchandise competitions. Let, uh, let us know if we need to I make, make one. <laughs>
1: if we need to make one, and you 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 want to buy it, that can help fund more blocking from the rocket for some more stuff. Well, I'm I'm a content man. Everyone knows that. We'll, so we will make it I'm in for it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Small, medium, exactly. large, small, medium, large, or extra large, uh, or double, double, extra large, and uh, we'll, we'll, as long as you pay, uh, we'll work out the pricing and distribution and that sort of thing. But uh, we'll get your t shirt t-shirt. Don't worry. Um, ro- <laughs> Rocket blocked my love for gold t-shirt. Yeah, you know, this is going to be good. Uh, gents, is that it? Anything else? European tour. Where are they playing this week? I don't know. Someone's mm-hmm. backyard.
2: Yeah, no, not sure. No, the only other thing happening is the um, Tiger goes in the Hall of Fame. I think
1: it'll be done tomorrow. Yeah, his daughter's um, announcing him. Mm. Yeah. It's
0: nice. nice. Uh, European Tour, where are the European Tour playing? I, I want to know. Is there an opportunity for a top scot? You know, so all- where are they doing the announcement?
2: I think it'd be down near Pontevedra. That's I'm, I would assume that's why they've got them all all together, I'd guess.
1: I don't know. Because where is the World Golf Hall of Fame? Oh. It's not there, though.
2: No, I don't think so, no. Hmm. Unless they're getting, unless it's not far away, not sure.
1: Oh, I, I actually talking about Tiger. I, I I do like his response when they announced that he won the pip, and he, he had that little tweet that was a bit of a slap towards Phil. Yeah, that was good. House. That that's very- <laughs> so good. He he doesn't do anything. on on social media whatsoever that sort of crosses outside of some lanes, that was the first time and it was just like, oh, my God, that's the biggest takedown ever.
2: (laughs) So good. It's it's in St. Augustine's Florida, the World Golf Hall of Fame. Ah, so it's up the road. Close enough,
0: yeah. Yeah. So Phil went early with the early crow on taking out the pip and then basically saying, I've got to go and play another tournament and it's all wrapped up or something like that. And then Tiger, Tiger went, whoops. And then they released it, which they said they wouldn't do. And then they released the results. Yeah, um, that was it uh, was it was
1: Jay and the, Jay and the boys, you know, in the castle behind the moat, um, just middle fingering Phil.
0: Yeah. Uh hence the castle behind the moat. Uh, yes. which features. Yes, in your, the drawbridge. In your background, yeah, background. If you yeah. want to see. <laughs> Yeah, Rocket has the greatest cryptic background, so I I can't think as um, cryptically as you. That's why I've just got this stuff as background. Uh, Mike usually just goes with the uh, picture of the tournament venue of the week and Rocket's got something that's uh, three (laughs) steps removed from uh, crypto. Um, Well well done, Rocket. Um, I just double up on my music. (laughs) Deserves you another music play. Uh, Gents, thanks for the frivolity fun the chat about all the different things. Um, if you enjoy the chat, please let us know. If there's something you want us to chat about, uh, also let us know if you want a T-shirt, let us know. Anything, let us know. If if you want to see something on YouTube that uh, we can do, uh, we can bring you, you know, we've got access to anything pretty much within reason. Anything you want to see, touch or feel in the golf uh, equipment world, let us know and uh, we'll try and do that, whether it's between uh, Mike and I in the simulator, whether it's down on course, whether it's down at Barmburgle. Um If you want any information, please just hit us up because uh, we are all here for you and uh, a wealth of information. And if we aren't, we'll find out. So thanks for that and uh, we'll see you very soon, eh? See you, gents. Good night. I'll see you, night,
1: mate. Night, night Australia. <laughs>